And here we are. We It seemed like it took so long to get to week one. And now we are at week three. And the crew's all here. Smithy's here, a man who only loves one thing more than his girlfriend, and that's her boyfriend. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> that was a thinker, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you did well there. Appreciate that, mate. TD's here, who, let's face it, needs to bounce back after copying a mention in Daz's dickheads in the review. How are you, mate? You recovering? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. And I'll bounce back. Yeah, he will bounce back. And as always, I'm Daz, who spent his Thursday night pushing a blind man in front of a train. Let me tell you, he didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> All righty, let's move on. Uh, what are we looking forward to in week three, fellas? Because it's been a, uh, geez, it's been a bloody good opening two weeks to the season. I'll start with you, Smithy. Yeah, it's been a fantastic start to the season. I am looking forward to watching my Panthers on primetime. Thursday night football in front of the national audience. Uh, we've been shoved in the cluster of morning games for the first two weeks. So I don't think we've quite got the respect that we deserve. Um, so coming up against a Houston team, which I'm going to talk about, I'll first cab off the rank. But um, yeah, I really want to see my boys come out in primetime and dominate. Man, I'll tell you what keeps you off primetime, losing 35-0 to a divisional rival. And that's only something that the Dolphins can do. TD, what are you looking forward to, mate? The People's Prince. I'm sure he's got plenty on his plate. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to learning a little bit more about, about a few teams. Usually weeks one and two throw out some fluky results. And um, I think there'll be some games this week where we learn a lot about certain teams, such as you know, I think we'll learn a lot about the Chargers this week against the Chiefs. Um, I think we'll learn a lot about the Eagles against Dallas as well. So it'll be a good week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to... Um, Prime time continuing with a couple of belters. Both of you boys get your teams in prime time and Daz's Dolphins are in the graveyard shift. So I'll be looking forward to sitting down uh, with your two fellas. But there is a game and I'll probably bring it up when we discuss it more that I reckon is game of the year so far. So I reckon we get stuck into it, fellas. Let's go. All righty, Smithy, your Panthers. Uh, I mean, they're not going to get a better chance to go 3-0 and for a very long time. You're up against a... Uh, a Houston team which surprised in week one, uh, came back down to earth a touch against Cleveland, but are up against your boys in prime time. It might not be the tastiest prime time game, mate, but for you, I'm pretty sure you don't give a damn. Yeah, well, what a gift we've been given. Uh, I was stoked to get the Texans on the schedule in prime time in the preseason, but now with no Tyrod Taylor and the rookie Davis Mills making his first start, I expect this to be a bit of a bloodbath. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Our defense has been the best in the league through two weeks. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Panthers fan. I've got some serious stats to back that up. So, Daz, I know you're a stats man. Mate, you're big numbers, appreciate man. this. Are you ready? Mate, I'm... Here we go. I'm, I'm settled in my chair. Hit me. All right. So, Carolina currently lead the league in all of these categories. Yards allowed per game, points allowed per game, passing yards allowed per game, rushing yards allowed per game, sacks, quarterback hits, and defensive third down percentage. Oh, boy. We are the best defense in the NFL at the moment. Mm. And uh, I know people are going to say, oh, you've only faced the Jets with Zach Wilson and you got the Saints on a bad week with Jameis. I don't care. We Our defense was terrible last year. Terrible. Yeah. And the fact that we've been able to come out and produce against two shaky offenses, but 
just the fact that we're doing it makes me really happy. Uh, I don't want to disrespect the Texans uh, because everyone would agree that they have surprised and been very competitive in the first two weeks of this young season. But with the Panthers' red-hot defense coming at the rookie QB in his first start, I totally expect my boys to take care of business here and go to three and one, which will make me very happy. I think that'd be three and zero, mate. You haven't lost yet. A three and zero, yeah. Yeah, sorry. That's, there you go. That's he's how a, pessimistic he is as a Panthers fan. He's, he's already predicting the loss to the Cowboys <laughs> in week four. <laughs> there we go. TD, is there? Look, is there any sort of universe that you can see the Texans getting this done? Because how the hell are they going to score? Uh, yeah, well, football's a funny sport, so I'm sure in, in some universe uh, there's a way they could get it done, but I, th- I think we're all going to agree that the Panthers probably win this one. Um, I really hope Tyrod Taylor could have stayed healthy this season, uh, but unfortunately that's not going to be the case. And it looks like the Texans are going to have to roll with Davis Mills here. Uh, it's going to be a long night against the Panthers, uh, who, as Smithy said, have the number one scoring defense through two weeks, and they've only allowed 190 yards per game. So it's going to be a tough outing for Houston um, and they're going to need to somehow generate turnovers uh, and probably convert on the short field if they're going to have a shot. Yeah, absolutely. Panthers for mine, 3-0. What a start for Smithy. He'll, uh, he'll have to stop watching the two uh, the 2015 highlights, mate. You'll just be enjoying the first three weeks, which will be good for you. Uh, yeah, TD, absolutely. TD needs to bounce back, but this analysis is going to be awesome because he got stuck with Baltimore and Detroit. Uh, a David versus Goliath clash, but it's not like the Lions have been, you know, extra terrible. I don't think anyway. Yeah, they've been a bit funny um, this season, Detroit. You know, they're going to be desperate to get their first win in this one. Uh, it's probably going to help them that they're at home, uh, but it's not a great matchup against the Ravens. Uh, Baltimore are going to look to continue their dominance on the ground. They've averaged over 200 rushing yards during the first two games, uh, which is massive. And I'm going to expect them to have a decent day rushing the ball against this lackluster Lions defense. Detroit has struggled to stop teams scoring points so far this season. Uh, they've allowed 76 points for only two games. And on the other side, Baltimore, they've had no issues scoring through the first two weeks. Um, so if Detroit are any chance in this game, they're going to have to find a way to generate turnovers, which is, you know, usually you win the turnover battle, you win the football game. So um, that's pretty obvious there. Um, I can't really see a way the Lions can take the ball away from this Baltimore offense, apart from maybe a lucky fumble or an interception. Their secondary is weak, and I just can't see them generating much pressure on Lamar. Uh, they're just going to have to be efficient on offense, which they have. They have been efficient on offense, and when they've gotten in the red zone, I think they've been in the red zone four or five times. They've scored a touchdown every time. So if they can continue to do that, uh, that's only good signs for them. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is going to probably be the key to Detroit's success on on offense in this game and probably for most of the season. He's clearly their their biggest receiving threat, Um, but they're also going to need some contributions from the running back duo DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams to remain balanced in this one. Uh, I think I'll be taking the Ravens in this game. I just can't see the Lions team slowing down this offense. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. So there are three players in NFL history that have gone for 200 passing yards and 100 rushing yards in the same game. Russell Wilson and Cam Newton have done it three times. Lamar last week did it for the fourth time in his career in his 39th start. Smithy, this man is just taking the piss and it makes me wonder, and we've spoken about it. How is this man criticized? 
people don't like when someone's different. Uh, that's all I can say. Lamar is just a unique quarterback and uh, people can't handle change, but we love it. Um, I'm still a little bit shocked and a little bit mad about the Ravens winning last week, considering I needed the Chiefs to win. <laughs> but I expect them to keep up that momentum here. Uh, the Lions were competitive for a half last week, but they just don't have the star power defensively to slow down Lamar Jackson, in my opinion. Yeah. Ravens mine as well. Uh, closer than I think uh, people will give the Lions credit for based on the fact that the Ravens lost to the Raiders but beat the Chiefs. So there is a question, does an injured squad maybe come down to their opposition's level a little? But I'd, I can't see the Lions beating the Ravens here at all. So uh, back to you, Smithy. You've given yourself another belter here, mate. The Colts, pretty stiff to be 0-2 given their schedule up against a Tennessee team who went from uh, embarrassed to upset in knocking off Seattle. How do you see this one? Yeah, it was a good week to win the tipping because my slate of games is absolutely elite. Uh, I've got a divisional matchup here, and let's be honest, these two are the only two teams fighting for the title in the AFC South. So both these games between these two teams will be must-watch. The Colts are likely to be without Carson Wentz, who somehow sprained both of his ankles in the same game last week, which is bizarre. If that's not uh, the definition it, of injury prone, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. And that, for me, that essentially ruins their chance of winning the game. Uh, I think this game is going to be all about the Titans and proving that they're a legitimate playoff contender. With no Wentz, their defense should have no worries containing the Colts' offense. And then it's all about the Titans. The Colts rank 23rd for points allowed. Um and they averaged 376 yards allowed, 121 of those being rushing yards. So that's going to have Derek Henry licking his lips. The only way I can see the Colts' defense really upsetting the rhythm of the Titans would be to get to Ryan Tannehill. The Titans have already allowed nine sacks, the second most in the league, and it was evident in week one that Tennessee were having difficulties against the Blitz. I think the Titans will lean on Derrick Henry before throwing in the play-action pass and using their weapons at wide receiver in Julio Jones and AJ Brown. Julio bounced back after a rough season opener with six, with six catches and 128 yards last week, and he also had a TD which questionably got overturned. Uh, I'm pretty confident the Titans win comfortably here and assert themselves as AFC South favorites while I gloat about the Colts' downfall. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you were on the train early, and for all the media personalities there that are getting uh, criticised um, from the other way, mate, I'm sure you are on cloud nine at the moment, and shout out to all of those that doubted you, mate, because let's face it, it's pretty ridiculous. TD, um, like Smithy said, Carson Wentz is a big loss, but the Titans have been a bit unpredictable to start. Is this as cut and dried as uh, maybe Smithy made it out to be? Yeah, I think it probably is if, if Wentz doesn't play. Um, I was kind of leaning towards the Colts if, if Wentz was playing just because they're 0-2. They would have really needed the victory, um, probably not as much as Tennessee. Um, so if, if Wentz somehow does play, I think I'll lean towards the Colts. But at this point, it doesn't really look like he's going to. Um, and I, I just didn't like what I saw out of Jacob Eason um, last week. And if they're going to roll with him, I don't think he can get the job done. Yeah, I went with Jacob Eason in the My Man episode because I feel like I'm the only one that's in his corner, so I do feel for the lad. But the Titans for mine, they were 
The genius pick of last week, a much more popular pick this week, and I reckon they get it done. TD, let's keep up the momentum. You get the inconsistent New Orleans Saints against a New England Patriots team, and all the news this week uh, was about (laughs) Belichick letting Tom Brady go, which makes me feel for Mac Jones a bit. I mean, look, it's his team now. He's the quarterback. Can we just talk about him now? Is that okay? Yeah, it's it's pretty unfair for him, and, you know, just felt like Tom Brady's time in New England was coming to an end. So it's kind of unnecessary to to even go there. Felt like everyone kind of felt like the relationship there was finished. Um, but yeah, speaking about the Saints, we've seen the Jameis Winston that the Saints wanted in week one. And then we saw the Jameis Winston that we all remember from a few years ago last week. Um, and I'm not sure which one we'll get to see more this season. Um, but this week against the Patriots and Bill Belichick, I think we might, see some of the same from week two. Uh, the Patriots' pass defense this season has been one of the best, holding opposition quarterbacks to less than 185 yards and under 60% completion percentage. Uh, they've also only allowed one passing touchdown and have five interceptions, uh, which is including four last week against the Jets. Uh, they've been less impressive against the run, allowing just over 100, 100 yards per game at 4.2 yards per carry. Uh, and they'll probably have a tough time slowing down Alvin Kamara in this one, who had a pretty bad game last week. Uh, probably the worst game for him as a starter, and he'll certainly be looking to bounce back in this one. I I expect this game to be pretty low scoring, to be honest. The Patriots' offense has been fine without being good, uh, and they're coming up they're coming up against a pretty good Saints defense too. Uh, Mac Jones probably won't need to stand out once again, um, but he'll probably need to be cautious of this New Orleans front that are capable of creating a nightmare situation for New England's uh, offensive linemen. And just assuming Belichick and the Pats defense can keep Winston in check, um, I think they'll win a close one. I like it. Smithy, what version of Jameis uh, are you expecting? And then what version do you think he's going to rock up? Well, I think the result of the game relies purely on which version of Winston gets Mm. on the bus for New England. It's Um, almost like that's why I asked the question, yeah. Yeah, well, I just think... (laughs) Um, I think that we're going to get the week two version, like TD said. I think this Patriots defense against the pass is so good. And, um, yeah, they can make it really difficult for op- opposing quarterbacks. Um, I, don't, I think one good game doesn't override his reputation. And um, the reason that he was without a starting job in the NFL, you know, we can't just let the one good game he played in week one wipe out his pass. So uh, I'm going to take the Patriots to defend their home stadium in this one. Yeah, I'm taking the Patriots as well. I reckon this honestly goes to overtime because Mac Jones is only averaging 3.1 yards per attempt. So it's going to take him probably longer than it would uh, some other quarterbacks to score. And I reckon it'll come down late and Jameis is going to do something really, really stupid in the first half and he'll make up for it in the second half. So I'll go Patriots in overtime. Not that that's not that we're picking margins, but just a little something extra there. Smithy, let's move on to what will hopefully be a genuine belter, and that is uh, fully loaded and the Los Angeles Chargers against a Kansas City team who need to bounce back after Patrick Mahomes first lost in uh, September for his career, all thanks to you. Yeah, well, they're two teams I'm not very happy with at the moment. Uh, <laughs> but this game was way too good to let slip through the gaps uh, to TD, so I had to snaffle it up. This looks to be a shootout with two of the most exciting pure passing QBs in the NFL facing off. Uh, in my opinion, both 
both of these teams have a glaring issue that they need to sort out from last week. Uh, on the Chargers side, they need to clean up their offensive line play and specifically limit the penalties. The number of times a big play or touchdown was called back for offensive holding or an illegal man downfield was infuriating, and I don't even <laughs> support the Chargers. It was just <laughs> so infuriating to watch. On the Chiefs side, it's their defense. Uh they intercepted Lamar Jackson twice in the Sunday night clash and still allowed them to score 36 points. Uh, now, I know that it's only been two weeks and they have faced the two most run-centric offenses in the NFL, but they are allowing a league-worst and gigantic 202 rushing yards per game. 202 rushing yards per game is just well, off the charts. Yeah, uh, They also rank 25th for points allowed last for total yards allowed and have only managed three QB sacks. Um, Even though, like I said, it's a small sample size, these are really concerning numbers. They don't have to be excellent because we know Mahomes and his boys on offense are going to produce, but those numbers just aren't good enough. These teams both gave up 198 and 251 rushing yards respectively last week. And despite being known for vertical offense. I think whoever persists with the run will be better off in this one. Uh, It'll be very interesting to see which team can bounce back, but I can't see the Chiefs losing another game in September, especially at home. Yeah, as long as you don't bet on them, mate, I reckon they're a good go. Uh, TD? Yeah, I'm I'm leaving them alone. (laughs) Yeah, good call. Uh, TD, can you see this being a shootout? Yeah, well, as I... As I always say, these games which you expect to be high scoring, sometimes they, they just aren't like the Cowboys and Chargers game last week. Um, and it's funny how that works. Um, this should be a great da- uh, great game. Two great offensive units. Um, they're playing really well. Um, they're led by two quarterbacks who are also playing really well. Um, the Chargers defense played really well, I thought, to keep Dallas to 20 points last week. Uh, they're probably going to need another effort like that in this one. Um, I think if the Chiefs had have won... Uh, last week, I'd be picking the Chargers here, uh, but I just can't see Kansas City losing back-to-back games. Yeah, I'm with you. And I actually agree with the fact that I think if the Chiefs get up, the Chargers upset would have looked beautiful, but the Chiefs need to bounce back, and I believe they will. We haven't gone any different so far, fellas, so this is an elite start. Um, now, we have to talk TD uh, off the bridge with this next game because he's picked up Atlanta and New York, and if you're wondering what he's done to deserve it, he got eight tips right last week out of 16. So, uh, look, sometimes, mate, you've got to cop your due whack, but let's go through uh, Atlanta and the Giants. How do you see this one? Yeah, it's the only game this week that's between two uh, winless teams, which means one of them probably has to win, you think. <laughs> um <laughs> It's probably and there's your analysis. Good night, everyone. <laughs> uh, that's probably how much um, time this game deserves. But um, it, it is a really hard game to pick, I think. Um, both teams' seasons are on the line. Both teams looked a lot better in week two than they did in week one. Uh, and they're both towards the bottom of the league in most offensive and defensive stats. New York probably should have won last week and looked pretty good offensively. They were able to score 29 points and put up just under 400 total yards on the Washington football team, uh, which many people believed coming into the season was one of the best defensive units in the league. Uh, Daniel Jones used up one of his good games in a loss, which means he probably only has one or two more left this season. Uh, Will this game be one of them? Saquon Barkley will be looking to put together a really strong performance after 
two disappointing outings um, against two tough defenses. I'm not sure if I can see Atlanta slowing him down. Um, it'd be a good job for them if they can, but I can't see Barkley having three poor performances in a row. Uh, the Falcons have allowed 40 points per game on average, uh, which is just horrible. Um, and if they're going to give New York 30 to 40 points, uh, I don't think they stand a chance in this game. Matt Ryan looked better last week until the fourth quarter, and it's hard to believe uh, that a guy that was the MVP of the league uh, and led his team to a Super Bowl only a few years ago has dropped off um, dramatically. And it feels like his time with the Falcons is coming to an end. Um, And I thought maybe Atlanta missed a chance uh, to take someone like Justin Fields in the draft this year. And I think I'm going to pick the Giants simply because they're at home. There you go, Smithy. It's shit versus shit. So the question is... Who's less shit? Yeah, well, uh, as we've mentioned, both teams' season out looks a pretty grim at the moment. Uh, but I, I liked what the Giants did on Thursday night against a much better defense in Washington compared to what they've got in this one. Uh, and I think, like TD alluded to, I think this could be the welcome back Saquon Barkley game uh, against an Atlanta team who are ranked 23rd for rushing yards allowed. So, um I'll be looking for Saquon to have a pretty big day and get my fantasy game against you dazzling off to a pretty handy start, I think. Yeah, oh boy. Big dazzling's nervous about that, let me tell you. So you're going Giants as well? Yeah, I'm going Giants. And we finally have a difference. Now, now, I want to just say something before I get into my why. The Titans worked for me last week, and I said it'll be the last one that works for me for the season. So, look, that's still probably true. But Matt Ryan, there are some times where you have games where you need to learn. Uh, In the poker term, sometimes you have to pay for information. You'll lose a bit of your stack, but you'll learn more down the line. If Matt Ryan and Atlanta lose this game, I don't think I'll talk about them for the rest of the year. So this is legitimately there and his last chance when it comes to living rent-free in Dazzling's head. So... As simple as it is, Atlanta's last chance with me is why I'm going to go with them. And sometimes Matt Ryan, he was an MVP, has led his team to a Super Bowl. And he's on the edge of the cliff. And I think I'll be probably the only one that's backing him to to climb back up. But uh, if he falls, he definitely won't be with any sympathy from Dazzling. And watch out, Matty, because if you don't perform, there might be something coming in the review for you, my friend. So Falcons for me. Smithy, now. This game is very interesting for you because you are alone on Washington's Island and you think Buffalo are going to make the Super Bowl and they're playing each other. So what's going to happen, mate? Yeah, well, two of my favorite teams to watch coming into the season are facing off and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Washington are coming off a dramatic primetime win And have the advantage of a few extra days rest. But the Bills only had a light training session Sunday against the Dolphins. So I don't think it's much of an advantage this time, unfortunately, for them. Uh, The Washington defense has disappointed me early on, to be honest. Uh, I was earmarking them as the best defense in the NFL. But their week two performance against an average Giants outfit didn't scream dominant defense. Uh, The Buffalo offense is going to provide a lot more headaches than Daniel Jones and co. With Josh Allen slowly getting back into his groove with weapons around him like Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, etc. 
Uh, they had an easy time of it against the Dolphins, thanks to their defense strangling Jacoby Brissett and the Dolphins' offense. I'll be looking for them to have a similar game plan against Taylor Heineke, with Tredavious White more than likely shadowing Terry McLaurin all over the field and making life very difficult for the go-to option in Maroon. Uh, this is going to be the same for me. That oh, this is going to be the game for me. Sorry, that decides if Washington can hang around and be a playoff team, like I projected, while Taylor Heineke is around, or if the Ryan Fitzpatrick injury is going to derail their season. Uh, I think Buffalo win, but I'll be looking for Washington to hang around. So what I'm hearing is if the Bills get up in a big, big way, Smitty's jumping off the island as well. I won't be jumping off. I'll I'll stay on the island, but um, it'll be it'll be tough for them to come back uh, and be a real contender if they get absolutely pantsed. I think. Yeah, I wouldn't be thinking much. Civilization's going to follow you if they get smacked. Uh, TD, do you think a true reflection of Josh Allen's talent was in uh, week one, where he was sporadic at best, or in week two, where he can just take over and dominate? Probably week two. I don't think we've we all. I don't think no one believes we've seen the best of him yet this season. Um, this is one of them games I was talking about at the start, um, where we'll learn a lot about certain teams. I think we might learn a lot about Washington here. Um, if they're going to be the team a lot of people expected them to be, they're going to have to win. They don't have to win this game, but they're going to have to win games like this throughout the season. So it'll be a good test for them. Um, that being said, I, I don't think either team has looked great this season. Buffalo obviously coming off that shutout win and their defense is looking really good, um, to be honest. And I think I'm going to pick against Washington um, just because of the lack of experience um, at the quarterback position. But if they can find a way to win this game, I'm just going to have to reconsider my stance on Taylor Heineke, I think. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'm going the Bills as well, and I'm going to bring a more psychological angle than I am uh, the sporting now, so if you'll allow me. Washington's two games have been decided by a combined four points, and it is ridiculously hard in any sport to have three consecutive close games, and since no one really thinks that Washington are going to blow the Bills out, I reckon they're going to be genuinely knackered from going down to the wire two games in a row. The Bills are fresh, as Smithy said, and even though it was against my Dolphins, you've got to be real. That was a training drill, and I reckon they're going to open themselves up. I reckon this is going to get really ugly. So, Bills for mine. Now, a team that has given TD nightmares all week, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers, are up against the Bengals in his next game. Um, And the question, in a way, TD, and I think Steelers fans have the right to ask, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it's it's been a bit of a roller coaster for Steelers fans so far this season. I, I don't think many people expected them to do much this season um, in terms of maybe Super Bowl um, contenders, but they changed a lot of people's mind in, in week one. Maybe a lot of people overreacted to that, um, but they kind of came back down to earth last week, unfortunately for me. Um but, yeah, both these teams are coming off disappointing results in which they both played pretty poorly. Uh, the Bengals lost to the Bears in a game where the offense looked horrible and Joe Burrow didn't look good at all. Um, a couple of late touchdowns made the score look a little better than it should have, uh, but they were never really a chance to win last week. Uh, the Steelers lost to the Raiders, uh, and their offense struggled for the majority of that one. Uh, their defense was, uh, was really good in week one allowed 425 total yards, and they couldn't come up with stops late 
uh, to give them a chance to come back. Pittsburgh might be without TJ Watt in this game after he suffered a groin injury last week. Uh, and without him, the defense looks very different. Um, as we saw in the second half of, of last week's game, banged up. Uh, that Steelers defense dropped off. Uh, I think Cincinnati might be able to take advantage of this Steelers team who is dealing with some other significant injuries as well. The Bengals have done well on defense so far this year. They've really surprised a lot of people, especially me. And they've done especially well against the run, holding both Delvin Cook and David Montgomery to 61 yards each. Um, I don't expect Najee Harris to have his breakout performance in this one um, just because of, of that defense of held Delvin Cook and, and Montgomery to um, not many yards at all. So I think it's going to be tough for Najee Harris, especially with that offensive line that's in front of him. Um, ben, Big Ben, he's not guaranteed to start in this game. He's dealing with a pictorial injury. Uh, which isn't what you want for a guy that just throws the ball all game. Um, I, I still expect him to play, but I definitely wouldn't be surprised if he did miss time. Pittsburgh are going to need to get their offensive lines sorted out pretty quickly, uh, as clearly it's the team's downfall. And I think if they're going to make the playoffs, um, these are the games they're going to have to win. And I think the same goes for the Bengals. If they want to have a shot at the playoffs this season, they're going to need to start winning these divisional games. Um, I'm going to pick the Steelers at home, but if TJ Watt doesn't play, this game is there for the taking for the Bengals. Yeah, beautiful. I like it. Now, Smithy, who would have thought that if when you age and you don't treat your body right over off-seasons for about eight years, which is the reports that what Big Ben does, uh, apparently you get hurt. Now, I'm no doctor, but uh, we shouldn't be too shocked that Big Ben's starting to break down, should we? No, well, I'm about uh, 13 years younger than him, and mm. I went for my first run after my sporting season uh, yesterday, and I'm walking like an old man today. So uh, <laughs> I think it would be ex- uh, highly accentuated for him. Uh, I was more than happy to palm this game off to TD, uh, especially <laughs> with those reports about Big Ben, because if we get Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph in this one, it could be a real disaster. It could be a real shit show because uh, both both offenses really struggled last week and it would be even worse this week with Cincinnati taking on the Pittsburgh defense and either Rudolph or Haskins. Um, look, at this stage, I'm going to take the Bengals because I don't think Big Ben's going to play. Uh, he didn't practice at all today. So I think he'll be out, but... Um, I'm going to try and hold off for as long as I can because if he plays, Pittsburgh win. So it's a tough one. Yeah, it is a tough one. I've picked the Bengals in both games, and it's weird for me because it's I don't have uh, an affiliation uh, with Cincinnati. I don't. They're not like a, a second team or a team that I love. It's just so happened, and I'm going to do it for a third week in a row. Um, the Steelers are, are right there and ready for the taking, as um as you both have said. So I'm going to back them in. It might be their last chance in my mind as well, but we'll see how we go. So Bengals for mine. So TD is out on a limb. Let's move on. Smithy, my Dolphins have scored 17 points this season. The Las Vegas Raiders have been the probably one of the most surprising 2-0 teams to start, especially given the quality of opposition they've beaten. Uh, is this going to be another training drill, or can my boys bounce back? Uh, I think this game could go in a few directions. Uh, it's a very interesting game, in my opinion. 
Uh, Derek Carr is still questionable for the game. He's got an ankle injury. So although all the reports out of Las Vegas are saying he's going to play, it's still interesting to know that he's under a bit of an injury cloud. And obviously we know now that uh, Tua Tagovailoa is out with a fractured rib and Jacoby Prissett will be starting at quarterback for the Dolphins once again. Uh, Looking at the game, it's hard to go past the Raiders at home. Uh, They've conquered two very good conference foes and they have some fantastic momentum on their side. Uh, The defense deserves a lot of credit and a lot of respect uh, for stopping the Steelers last week and limiting them to a measly 17 points uh, away from home. And we know what their offense has been able to produce, leading the NFL in total passing yards by over 100 in the first two weeks. So um, they're running away with the passing yards at the moment. The Dolphins franchise as a whole would be pretty embarrassed about what happened last week against Buffalo. Uh, Divisional rival, big game coming off a week one win. And to have a goose egg and get uh, shut out, it's not ideal at all. Um, So they'll be desperate to bounce back, but I'm really not sure if they can. They get Will Fuller back, which is going to help. I think he is not being spoke about enough in terms of what he brings to this Dolphins offense. Uh, But without Tua, he's got Jacoby Brissett throwing him the rock, which is less than ideal. Uh, Derek Carr played a lot better against the Steelers defense compared to what Josh Allen did in week one. And we saw what he did to the Dolphins. So if you can tie that all together, it could be ugly, I think. Yeah, I'm worried. Um, TD, help out my fan pessimism. How much of a chance are you giving my boys? Um, oh, that's a good start. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Look, I, I just take my no headphones chance. out. Yeah, uh, yeah nah, leave them in, Daz. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, the Raiders, I think, actually have a pretty decent chance to go 3-0, which is just unbelievable considering they're First two opponents, if you told me coming into the season they'd be 3-0 um, or have a chance to go 3-0, I, I don't think I'd believe you. Um, as, I, as Smithy said, Dolphins are coming off that shutout loss. Uh, never ideal. They'll be looking to bounce back. Um, it's just unfortunate that they'll be without Tua. Um, and I think I'm going to pick the Raiders um, with Jacoby Brissett leading this Miami offense. Mm. I'd hate to be a quarterback in this league because it's – I'm in a few Dolphins fan pages on different social medias, and it's all about um, hanging shit on tour. It's hanging shit on Jacoby Brissett. Our O-line has been abysmal. Well, they were against Buffalo. Um, you know, I don't, it, there wouldn't have been many quarterbacks that would have been able to put up with what they did. I don't think Jacoby Brissett is any sort of answer or anything like that. That's not what I'm trying to suggest. But um, to think that the game is all on him for crying out loud is what's a uh, What's really starting to irritate me. So the Miami O-line, I'm sending you the same message that I sent to Matt Ryan. If you do not want to end up in a particular ending segment in the review, uh, I'm not saying you have to be perfect, but for crying out loud, do not let that happen again. But I'm backing the Raiders and I am two and zip in Dolphins game so far. So if there's a positive to be taken out of it, I think it's that. 
So we move back to TD. He has got um, further proof that you should tip better because his slate of games, he has been absolutely shafted in week three. He's got the up and about Arizona Cardinals against a, uh, a Jags team who it's fair to say have been brought back down to earth. Um, TD, I mean, I'd love to ask how you think this one's going to go, but we're not really thinking the Jags are going to upset, do we? Um, I actually really wanted to pick the Jaguars in this game. Um, they're going to play a second consecutive game at home, um, and hopefully for them this one will turn out a little bit better. Um, I think Jacksonville actually match up really well with Arizona. Uh, we've seen two completely different versions of this Cardinals defense in weeks one and two, uh, but I feel like week one might have been um, a bit of an outlier, and they're probably closer to being the unit we saw in week two. They allowed 419 total yards, including 177 rushing yards. They only managed one sack and four quarterback hits as Kirk Cousins had a field day. Uh, 244 yards and three touchdowns. He didn't turn the ball over. Um, so, yeah, he did pretty, pretty well against this Cardinals defense. Uh, the Jaguars have only allowed one sack so far this season, and I do like their offensive line as a unit, uh, or at least in pass protection. Trevor Lawrence should feel pretty comfortable in the pocket. Um, and I can see this possibly being a breakout game for him. Um, and that's probably a bit of my Clemson bias uh, there, but I but I think he's got a good chance to break out. Um, and probably pro- it's not too hard to have his best game um, of his young career. He has struggled with interceptions so far, um, but if he can take care of the ball in this one, I think the Jaguars are a small chance um, here at home. I think the difference um, in this game will be the Cardinals' offense, though. They look so explosive, and the amount of times they've made a big play when it looks like the play is dead, it's just absurd, um, and that's due to Kyler Murray's ability to scramble around outside the pocket. Um, he's just so fast. Uh, Jacksonville's secondary has been torched by Tyrod Taylor and Teddy Bridgewater in back-to-back weeks to the tune of 619 yards and four touchdowns without registering a takeaway, and I think the Cardinals will score too many points here. Uh, and I think they'll be able to convert on third down, which will go a long way to getting the win. Now, Smithy, there are plenty of amazing awards that you can win in the NFL. The MVP can obviously win a Super Bowl, which is what everyone strives for. I'm going to get a petition going that we can get uh, encouraging uh, clip, uh, encouraging, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, Drive-by, because it's not going to be hard for him to have his best game, might be the most positive backhanded compliment I think you can give anyone ever. So Trevor Lawrence, cop that from TD. So uh, encouraging drive-by, it goes to TD, surely. The People's Prince didn't hold back. Yeah, I actually, I would have no idea how to feel if someone said that to me. (laughs) One half of my brain would be like, oh, he reckons I'm going to play well. And the other (laughs) half would be like, oh, but he's called me shit for the first two weeks. So how do I feel about this? It would be like us going, now we have no doubt that TD's going to have a better tipping week because let's face it, it's not going to be that difficult. (laughs) But anyway, um, uh, are you as optimistic as the People's Prince is about the Jags? uh, Not quite. Yeah, I will say our analysis is scarily similar. Uh, they do say great minds sink alike, and me and TD, by the looks of my little spiel, have said pretty much exactly the same thing. Uh, the Cardinals got out of jail last week, and I can't see a Jags defense, which is 29th for total yards allowed, being able to slow them down here. Kyler Murray should dominate, but... Like TD said, uh, I agree. I expect Trevor Lawrence to have his best game yet against a weak Cardinals secondary. 
Yeah, I'm going Cardinals as well. And I do keep my fingers crossed for Trevor Lawrence. Um, it, until he really does have that breakout game, I think I'm going to beat the uh, the drum of I'd hate to be the number one pick with all the pressure that he gets put under. The man's played eight quarters of NFL football. Pretty hard to be a bust. So for everyone saying it, stop it. And when he does have that breakout game and the next week it isn't as good, it'll just be back back to normal. So, yeah, yeah it's a, I love NFL fans sometimes. <laughs> All right, Smithy, you get an absolute belter. What a week it was for you to dominate uh, the tips last week. You have got Tampa Bay and the Rams, and oh, my goodness, can we scream potential game of the year any louder? Yeah, you're right. I have had some absolutely cracking games here, (laughs) Uh, and this is the best of the lot, in my opinion. Uh, Two of the best teams in the NFC are facing off, and I cannot wait. Uh, the Bucks' offense has looked out of this world in the first two weeks, uh, but I do ex- I do want to play devil's advocate for a minute mm-hmm. and say that the Cowboys and Falcons' defenses weren't exactly expected to be scary this year. Uh, I'll just play devil's advocate for a minute. On the other hand, the Rams' defense has been good and have improved to come had pr- improvement to come as well with Aaron Don- Donald not necessarily stamping his authority. Uh, with Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, and Jordan Fuller patrolling the secondary, Tom Brady shouldn't find life as easy. I also think the Rams can expose the one weakness of the Bucks, uh, and we actually spoke about this in the Week 2 review. Uh, check out the episode if you haven't already. Anything but, for a plug? Yeah, but Daz, you asked, how do you beat the Bucks? Mm-hmm. And I said, you throw at their cornerbacks. Now, I want to take you back to... Last year, uh, I th- they the Rams won. It was in Tampa Bay. It was a Sunday night, I believe. Um, and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods combined for 23 catches, 275 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, boy. So you add those two, <laughs> and they've also got Van Jefferson and Deshaun Jackson, as well as Tyler Higby. And they've got a really good pass-catching core. They don't have Daryl Henderson by the sounds of it. I think he'll be out with a rib injury. So I can see the Rams repeating the dose from last year and just throwing the ball all over the field. Um, look, it's, it's very hard to pick against the Bucks, but I'm still going to do it. I'm picking the Rams <laughs> in this one. I am, I'm quietly confident that the Rams are going to win this game. Uh, and I think Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are both going to have pretty big nights. I'd love that fantasy-wise, considering I'm up against you, big fella. Uh, TD, Smithy said that it is difficult to pick against the Bucks, and we know that to be true. Uh, are you as brave as Smithy is? Are you going down that path? Yeah, I'm with Smithy here. I, th- I think I'll be taking the Rams. A um, little different reason for me. I, I just think um, the defense will probably be able to generate a little bit more pressure um, than the Bucks, or the Bucks O-line and Tom Brady have faced um, in weeks one and two. Um, and I, I, I don't know if that's really going to affect Tom Brady because he's looked unreal this year. Um, but I just feel like this Rams team has got a really good defense and they've got the offense that can score points. So I, I think I'm going to go with the Rams here. Yeah, this is one of their, if not the biggest threat to go in their 20-0 and run. Um, I still can't believe I was reading today that that, 
price in Australian betting markets has now hit $11,000 Australian dollars between not just one person that's throughout uh, all these betting companies saying the bucks are going to go 20 and 0. And I feel like you'd be nervous if you had it. I'm still going to go with the bucks because yeah, Brady hasn't been put under a lot of pressure, but I want to see what it's like when he does, does he show even a glimpse of his age? Fingers crossed we'll find out. This is going to be a genuine belter, though. I cannot wait for this game, but I feel like it's a case of until the Bucks lose, I'll um I'll stay on their bandwagon when it comes to tipping them. But I'm not saying this to sit on the fence, but it's not going to be a case of I'm not going to be massively shocked if the Rams get up, but I'm going to go with the Bucks. So getting might, some different we'll go. It might go just on, be Peter. one of those yeah, might just be one of those games where the team that has the ball last wins the game. So yeah, definitely could be. Uh, it's got a bit of overtime about this one. The longer this game goes on, the better it'll be to watch, I reckon. So uh, back to you, TD. You have got uh, two teams that, well, what dramatic ends to their games they were. The Seahawks and the Vikings both lost in somewhat dramatic fashion last week. One of them has to bounce back. How do you see this one going? I appreciate Smithy uh, leaving this one to me. It's uh, probably the best game I've got of the week. Um, so I do appreciate that. Um, as Daz said, both these teams need to bounce back. They're both coming off last play field goal losses. Uh, the Seahawks lost in overtime on a successful attempt by Tennessee. Uh, and the Vikings, on the other hand, missed the game-winning chip shot in the last play of the fourth quarter. Uh, Minnesota will need to oh, – they'll get their first home game of the season uh, in what you could almost call a must-win game. They're 0-2, and you could probably argue that they should be or definitely could be 2-0, and uh, but it hasn't worked out that way. Russell Wilson started this season red hot once again with just under 600 passing yards, five touchdowns and zero turnovers. Tyler Lockett's been a great deep threat uh, down the field as well, and I, I think Chris Carson's looked pretty good too. Um, so their offense definitely isn't an issue. Uh, I think it's going to be decided by their defense and whether or not they can uh, put last week behind them after they allowed 24 second-half points to the Titans. Seattle have only allowed over 160 rushing yards. Um, hang on, sorry. That's Seattle right. have allowed over 160 rushing yards a game, and the Vikings will be sweating on the injury status of Delvin Cook, and they're going to need him, I think, uh, to move the chains and carry this offense in this game. Seattle has also given up just under 600 passing yards this season um, without getting an interception. So if Minnesota can can't though if Minnesota can't get the run game working, I think they'll get, have a good opportunity to use the pass to move the ball downfield. Uh, the Vikings got burnt by Kyler Murray last week, um, so I don't see them being able to uh, stop Russell Wilson, who's very similar. Um, who's a very similar type of quarterback, but it's just better of taking care of the ball. So I think I'll be taking Seattle here. Beautiful. Um, Smithy, as we said before, both these teams lost in dramatic fashion. You've described Kirk Cousins as, well, uh, nothing short of eccentric. You've got your own terms, of course. But um, which team do you think needs to bounce back more to establish their credentials? Do you think the Seahawks need to remind the competition of just how good they are, or do you think the Vikings need to rebound more to show they're a serious team? Both teams need to win so bad. Um, the Seahawks well, are in pickle. that are in that absolutely loaded NFC West, and Arizona have a fairly easy game, and you've got the Niners and the Rams playing competitive games. So, you know, if the Seahawks drop to one and two, that's going to make life difficult, but. 
if the Vikings fall to zero and three, it's very hard to come back from that. Um, the way I'm looking at it is the Seahawks couldn't contain Derrick Henry in the second half last week. And if Delvin Cook is healthy, I think they're going to have very similar problems. Um, the Titans and Vikings have very similar offensive styles. They like to lean into the run and then hit you with the play-action pass. So I think that if they can trouble the Seahawks' defense like the Vikings did last week, the Vikings can definitely win this one at home. Are you going with them? I am going with them, yeah. You're going with the Vikings? I think, I think the Vikings win this at home. Oh, boy. Uh, Seahawks for me. Uh, a little bit of the Washington bit here. They lost in overtime week one, lost by a point last week. So you have to wonder if they do lull a bit and Seattle should get over the line for mine. Let's stick with you, Smithy. You have got uh, Green Bay. Fair to say they had a tap-in of a game, even though Detroit did put up a good fight in the first half. And they are up against your Super Bowl Smokey in San Francisco. This looks like it's going to be a belter. Yeah, it looks to be a good game. Uh, two teams that have had probably less than ideal starts of the season. Uh, Green, Bay, Green Bay got smacked in week one, and th- they got the job done in week two despite looking pretty rough on defense in the first half especially. And the 49ers have been smashed again by injury, which you just hate to see. And being without their some running back and cornerback depth, um, two positions that you really need to have against the Packers, in my opinion. It's hard to see how the Niners can keep winning with the injuries hitting them so hard and stopping Devontae Adams without their number one cornerback is a task that should petrify them. Uh, Aaron Rodgers bounced back against the Lions and was looking way better compared to week one, although the bar wasn't very high. Uh, Aaron Jones was dominant and they made a conscious effort to give him the ball I think this will be the first game where Jimmy G is forced to play from behind and we'll see him having to take some risks down the field. So I'm expecting some bigger output from your man, George Kittle does and Brandon Ayuk, who have both been very quiet to start out the season. You're telling me. I think the result of this game is going to depend on which version of the Green Bay defense we get. Uh, If we get the same as the first six weeks of the season, San Fran should score some pretty big points. But if they can do what they did in the second half last week against the Lions, I can see the Packers winning this game. So um, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm going to tip the Packers just because I don't think San Francisco are going to be able to stop Devontae Adams. Beautiful, mate. Short, sharp, succinct. What we love here at TDs and threes. Uh, Speaking of TDs, do San, or does San Francisco's sort of stock when it comes to a contender, does that fall if they drop this one, do you think? Uh, I don't think it falls just because it's early on in the season. Green Bay, obviously, they've been to the last two NFC Championship games, so it's a tough opposition. Um, and San Francisco is still trying to find out who they are, I think, on offense. Um, so I don't think it would take too big of a hit. Uh, but this is a great test for both teams. They're both coming off wins, and it's uh, pretty tough to pick, I think. Um, I'm still not too sure how I feel about either of these teams this early in the season. San Francisco, obviously 2-0, and uh, but they've been pretty unconvincing wins, whereas Green Bay had that horrible game in Week 1 uh, before riding the ship in Week 2 against Detroit. I'm going to go with the Packers here simply because of their offense. 
especially the connection uh, of Rogers to Devontae Adams. Yeah, we all agree. I've gone Packers as well. And if um, if Green Bay are closer to their week one or week two performance as a team, I reckon they're closer to week two, even though it is better opposition. Um so we all agree there, which somewhat surprises me, but that's all right. Um, now, if we have to talk TD off the bridge when it came to the Falcons and the Giants, um, it's fair to say that we have to keep him under locket and key in the straight jacket when he realized he had the Jets and the Broncos. But that's what's coming up next, mate, because, look, my heart goes out to Jets fans. Um, I know a lot of hardcore NFL fans would probably say, Uh, the opposite but I do feel for them because it wouldn't be fun to watch and my heart goes out to Zach Wilson as well I mean he's only one pick off getting the same sort of crap that Trevor Lawrence gets but um, let's talk about the Broncos for a sec mate because they've been really solid to start yeah the Broncos were given a gift from uh, the guys who do the schedule as they've been they got given the Giants the Jaguars and now the Jets Uh, you still have got to win those games but it's certainly an advantage Uh, Denver have looked pretty good so far on both sides of the ball. On offense, they've been pretty balanced between the pass and the run uh, while being pretty effective with both as well. Teddy Bridgewater is giving Smithy the middle finger uh, with his start to the season, 600 (laughs) yards, four touchdowns, zero turnovers, uh, while the running back combo of Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams is working really well um, as well. They both have over 100 rushing yards through two games and they're both averaging over four yards per carry. Uh, on defense, they've allowed just 13 points um, each week. They average only 251.5 yards allowed per game, and they've had three takeaways. Uh, and they're going to be, unfortunately, without Bradley Chubb, who was placed on injured reserve today, uh, which is a big blow for a team that missed Von Miller for all of last year. I don't think this defense will have too many issues with Zach Wilson, who has had a nightmare stretch of games to open um, his career. Carolina, New England, and Denver in your first three weeks is not favorable at all. Um, he really struggled last week, throwing four interceptions. Looking back, three of them were really bad throws. Uh, the fourth, you could argue, was was a drop, but it still was an aggressive ball. It didn't need to be thrown. Um, I think the Jets' defense could make it tough for the Broncos' offense, but I feel like the Broncos will be able to do some damage uh, on the rookie quarterback and pick up the win. Beautiful. I like it. Uh, Smithy, it's probably not going to be a game that goes down in the record books, but uh, it's another opportunity for Teddy to give you the finger, which is something that I am a massive fan of. Yeah, this one's going straight to DVD, I think. Jeez. <laughs> um, uh, this is a public service announcement. Zach Wilson, please be careful. Uh, the Broncos' defense is absolutely loaded, and especially at cornerback. And they made the life of Trevor Lawrence very tough last week and Daniel Jones the week before that. So I'm very concerned about Zach Wilson this week. Uh, The Broncos offense has been very good this year. And I think they're going to continue this red hot form against this bad Jets defense. So yes, I'm going to put my neck out. I'm going to put my balls on the line and say Denver are going to win this week. Jeez, it's brave. It's, uh, and Jeez, given, I'm brave. Given the spiel that I've sort of got to give a bit later in the show, I feel like there's a bit of hypocrisy coming your way, my friend. Yeah, Broncos for me as well. And I would love to shout out, seriously, I need to do better at documenting this stuff because now, Smithy, I was scrolling through TikTok and that's a social media platform where you share like videos and stuff, all right? So just hang tight with oh, me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I will started singing the Kesha song. Yeah, that's it. Um, and a guy had the uh, the footage where it looked like the the Madden footage from post to post 
where Zach, on one of Zach Wilson's interceptions, and there was two uh, Jets linemen that were holding each other. Not holding off a Patriot. They were holding each other, leaving a gap in the middle of the field where uh, a Patriot was charging at Zach Wilson, who threw to a two-on-one, and of course it's going to result in an interception. And if I can find the still, we'll put it up on our socials. So go check that out because it's genuinely astounding how these two Jets players are holding each other on the right-hand side of Zach Wilson. How the hell you can expect him to perform when shit like that happens is unbelievable. So uh, I'm like you, Smithy. I'll put my balls out there, mate, and say that uh, the Broncos get up. And while you're in this kind of form, the fact we've spoken about balls way too many times on this show throughout this season, I feel like we need to have a chat after we finish it's recording. because it, yeah. It's just disgusting, Daz. I think so. Shout out to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, got on the worst. Not uh, anyway, let's move on before this gets real off the rails. Smithy's got the uh, the Browns and the Bears, and he only took this game, I'm confident, because it's Justin Fields' first start. True or false? Yeah, that was the only reason I took yep. this game. Uh, otherwise I would have snaffled up the Seahawks and the Vikings, but uh I needed to watch Justin Fields first start in depth. Um How's he going to go against this Cleveland defense who has all the names, but they haven't quite delivered yet. Um, Fields was very up and down in his debut, but made some plays that other QBs could never be able to with his legs, which is his real strength. Uh, The Browns will be without Jarvis Landry. And if Odell Beckham Jr. isn't ready to come back into the lineup after his knee surgery, they will be very skinny on wide receiver talent against a Bears secondary the bounce back against the Bengals last week. Uh, the Browns will more than likely look to run the ball with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and they will try and help Baker without his weapons. But this Bears defensive front is one of the toughest toughest in the league to run on, ranking fifth in the league for rushing yards allowed with only 71.5 per game. Uh, the Bears offense has been extremely limited in the first two games with Andy Dalton in charge ranking dead last in the league for yards per reception with a tiny 4.2 yards per catch. This should change now with Justin Fields, who is known for his cannon of an arm and great deep ball accuracy. The problem is that this Brown secondary is loaded with Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, John Johnson, and Ronnie Harrison. I think this is going to be a very interesting game with limitations on both sides of the ball, but I think the Browns will still be able to get the job done at home but I am hoping that my man Justin Fields goes really well in this one. Yeah, our fingers are crossed for you and him, my friend. Um, TD, do you think that this game is going to be closer than people think? Because the Browns only, only in quotes, got up on Houston by 10. Do you think that a team this stacked might rock up, get a lead early, and then sort of take their foot off the gas, do you think? Um, yeah. I think it'll be a lot closer than maybe people um, would think that it is, just mainly because of this Bears defense. Um, obviously, didn't look the best in week one, uh, but they definitely looked a lot better last week. Maybe that was because they were playing the Bengals. I don't know yet. Um, but obviously, I'm looking forward to seeing how Justin Fields go in his first start um, in this one. But to be honest, I'm more excited to see Nick Chubb in this game. Um, I just love Nick Chubb. Um, I think he's very underrated for a running back. He's probably one of my favorite running backs, to be honest, uh, just because of his pure running ability. Uh, And it's always fun to watch him play behind um, the great offensive line that he has, um, which always helps out for a running back. It'll be a good test for him um, against this Bears defense, like I said. And I think um, 
if uh, if the Bears can replicate their efforts from last week, they have a real shot. Um, but I think if the if the Browns can get fifteen to twenty good carries out of Nick Chubb, um, the Browns will win this game. Smithy, we have spoken too many times on this show about TD's admiration for people's balls, and now he loves a Chubb. And I need to ask, what the hell are we dealing with? What are we meant to do with this? I, I, I don't know, and I'm really concerned. I wish his next, name was something like Will Smith or something. Next, make next, it a lot next, easier for me. I think next he's going to come out and say um, John Penasini from the Detroit Lions. He's his favorite defensive lineman. I, I, <laughs> I think he's going to come out next week and be uh, praising the play of Penasini. Yeah, if, anyone, <laughs> if anyone <laughs> wants to jump on board the socials and uh, – Tell us whose balls TD is going to admire in the review. Feel free to do so. We're taking any and all nominations. So, Smithy, uh, what do you think about this game, mate? Yeah, uh, I already went through it, so I think we might as well move oh, you did. on. Yeah, that's see. This is just what happens when we keep talking about Chubbs. It's Chub on the mind. That's <laughs> all right. All right. Um, before we get to the Eagles and the Cowboys, I'm just going to Google local law firms. And <laughs> none of them doing pro bono work, so we're in trouble. All right. Uh, the best till last for TD's case because his Cowboys, them boys, are on prime time against the Philadelphia Eagles, who both these teams have sort of been a bit indifferent in their opening two weeks. So, TD, give us your completely biased view, please. Yeah, unwavering biased view on this game. That's it. Uh, Dallas and Philadelphia on prime time again. Who would have thought? Um, the Cowboys, they'll play their first game at home. And I think if they're serious about this season, they probably should win this one. They're coming off a big win um, against the Chargers in a game where nobody really expected them to win. Uh, and it was a good way to get the monkey off their back. The Eagles are coming off an ugly performance against the 49ers, only scoring 11 points and really struggling to get any sort of consistency on offense. Uh, that San Francisco defense is obviously better than this Dallas defense, uh, but they are, the Cowboys defense, they're actually surprisingly decent. Um, they're certainly not good, um, but they're definitely better than last year. The Cowboys actually lead the NFL in takeaways with six, uh, but they do give up a lot of yards, especially in the passing game. They average 346 passing yards per game, which is 31st in the league. Uh which probably doesn't play to the Eagles' strength, which which has been running the ball this season. They average 162 rush yards per game, while the Cowboys have only allowed 73.5 yards per game on the ground. Uh, so after this, we'll get, we'll get sort of a better idea on which stat is more reliable. Um, although Dallas, um, they're the least run-on team in the NFL with only 33 rushing attempts on them this season. And I think that's probably because they're so vulnerable against the pass. Uh, I think Dallas is going to score points in this game. The question is, are the Eagles going to be able to keep up? Uh, they certainly can if they run the ball effectively and can hang on to the football, which have done really well this season. They're the only team in the NFL without a giveaway this season. Um, and I think we're going to get a really good look at where these two teams are at after this week. And hopefully for me, the Cowboys can come away with a win. Mate, I love it. Um Smithy, the non-biased view, but I actually think TD contained himself really, really well then. So a credit to the big fella. Uh, maybe next week we might need him to open the shoulders up and just go full, full out of control, which I'm looking forward to, which he might do if they lose. So Next week pre- will be a good week for it. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys, Panthers. So I think you might be uh, yeah. hard to find a decent analyst on that game. That's it. I don't want... Um, 
I don't want the Cowboys to lose unless they lose large just to see the big fella go off. But I think the Cowboys win this one. What do you reckon, Smithy? Yeah, I trusted the Eagles last week and it was a huge mistake. Uh, And the Cowboys, they were really good against the Chargers. Uh, They were away from home the first two weeks and they have their home opener in this one. Uh, I think them boys' offensive firepower is going to be a bit too much for the Eagles. And I think they will go two and one for our man TD. And I hope they do because I know for a fact there's nothing TD hates more than losing to the Eagles. So uh, I hope they get up here. Yeah, if they lose, he might be getting uh, attending the uh, the funeral of his uh, little cousin's imaginary dog passing away. So that would be <laughs> a sad time for the big fella. So that's all the games done and dusted. We are going to get into our locked and loaded. Uh, so we pick a team that we think is a guarantee uh, to win. If we lose, it's a six-pack provided for our Super Bowl party. And given the fact that uh, myself and TD in the first two weeks have already got one wrong, Super Bowl looks like it's going to get a little bit messy, which uh, might be fun to watch. Now, we are changing the format a touch because Smithy brought some jealousy to the table is what I'm going with because Dazzling took the Browns to beat the Texans last week. And it's fair to say that, um, Smithy, you didn't react to that very well. That's fair to say, isn't it? I just think that if we're going to do it, we've got to do it with a bit of, it's got to be a bit interesting. The Browns were favored by nearly two touchdowns in that game. Yeah. yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is the Texans covered. That's, that's <laughs> what, I, what I'm hearing is uh, a weak lock. So we need to change things around here. All right. Yeah. So what we've come to an agreement on is we're ditching the two in three week concept. Um, so what we are going with is the lock has to be the team you back uh, cannot be favored by more than a touchdown. So actually for this week makes it really interesting because I think there's five games that are over seven and a half. So minus seven is still fine because it is a touchdown because if it is a touchdown, it's a push and you get your money back in betting terms, gamble responsibly always. Um but seven and a half and over, you can't go with. So if you do end up going with the same team two games in a row, good luck to you. But it will avoid um, getting the easy or, as Smithy said, the weak lock. Now, given that I got 12 tips last week, Dazzling gets the number one pick. Smithy got 11. He gets the number two pick. And TD's lucky he's still there to be here, given that he got eight last week. So, TD, you're like a trampoline, mate, because you need to bounce back. Otherwise, you're just taking up space in the backyard. It's a weird metaphor, but go with it. Um <laughs> So I'm going to go with my pick one. Now, TD, you touched on this a little bit, that you'd actually almost rather have pick two and just let whoever's got pick one get it out of the way and you can adjust. So I am actually feeling the pressure here. Uh, all silence, that works too. Um, yeah, well, not a visual today, medium, guys. Yeah. Today, sorry. Junior. Yeah, all right. So the, this team's favoured by five and a half. Uh, thank you to Carson Wentz for spraining both your ankles, but I'll take Tennessee. Thank you. Yeah, good pick. Uh, I was picking out of them and another team, so I've had my mind made up for me. But I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders over your Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Look, it's the smartest pick, and if I didn't pick for the Dolphins, I'd do it. So I understand. No. I just think that the Raiders at home with a second-string quarterback coming with Miami is going to be Mm. too much. Uh, They're favored by minus four and a half, so... Yeah, and I feel uh, like that might me. get a mention soon. So, TD, um, 
need to bounce back after last week, mate, but I can guarantee one thing. I don't think you're going with the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do um, They do definitely fit the guidelines of, uh, of the handicap, but I won't be going near them. I, I don't think I'll touch them in a lock for the rest of the season. <laughs> I'm going to throw all my eggs in one basket, and I'm going to lock up the Cowboys. Oh, oh, yes, we love yeah, to see love it. Yeah, love that. That's brilliant. Yep. I'm a big <laughs> we fan. We love it. I'm really oh, putting my um, – my. Uh, it's it's going to be a rough week if they don't get up. Oh, yeah, I, there, there definitely will be an absence uh, next Tuesday yeah, night yeah. if the Cowboys don't get up. I feel like it's a bit sociopathic of me now, but I really kind of want the Eagles to get up, only <laughs> only for the quality of the episode. But we'll we'll look I after was, you, mate, by giving you a lot of shit for about an hour and a half, and then we'll look after I, you. <laughs> I was really hoping one of you two would um, would have locked up the Cowboys, and then that way the Cowboys lose. I'll have at least a little bit of joy. Uh, you would have had a mate. You, yeah. but, but now it's me that's going to cop all of that if they do uh, lose. So not looking forward to that, but at the same time, I am. Yeah, brilliant. I like it. All right. Now, uh, TD, me giving TD a whack is now officially over. Dunsky, uh, because Smithy, it's time for your whack because for the last, I'm going to say three years, the amount of animosity you've had towards uh, Fox Sports' own Colin Cowherd has been uh, vast, it's fair to say. Now, you decided to take him on his Blazing Five segment, and you've gone with your Smitty certs, which we'll get into in a second. But Colin is currently four out of ten, which is nowhere near good enough, and yet somehow you're three. So I've had to pull my kids out of private school, and we're eating cardboard boxes. So is there any chance you could get some winners for us this week? Yeah, it's been a rough start. Yeah, it uh, has. hasn't been a great start. But uh, in terms of NFL tipping, uh, the first two weeks are always the hardest. So uh, we're in week three. I'm feeling good about my picks this week. Beautiful. Let's get stuck into it, mate. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. So I'm not mucking around here. Uh, we're going straight to tomorrow's game. My Carolina Panthers, minus seven and a half. Yes, please. I think we are going to absolutely strangle the Texans' offense with Davis Mills at quarterback, and I can see us winning by double digits quite comfortably. So I had no problems putting in my Panthers first at minus seven and a half. Bang. Love it. All right. Sorry. First one, correct. What do you got next? Next, I've got my lock. Um, I think the Las Vegas Raiders, minus four and a half. Uh It was a tough one because I was sort of weighing up the health of Tua and Derek Carr, uh, not knowing. But with Tua ruled out and Derek Carr trending towards playing, I just think that uh, it's going to be too tough of a task for the Dolphins to travel all the way across the country to Vegas and get the job done. So Vegas minus four and a half. Yeah, I'm a realistic fan. I like it. Game number three, my friend, you're on a roll. Yeah, I'm going to your lock now. Tennessee Titans minus five and a half. Uh, I was pretty high on the Titans winning this game before the Carson Wentz news. Mm. And the Carson Wentz news uh, is pretty much just confirmed what I thought. Um, I think it could get quite ugly here. So minus five and a half. I feel pretty confident in that. You'll be guilty. Three favorites to start. Let's kick this baby home. Two to go. Yeah, I'm going to go the LA Rams plus one, one and a half. Um, I'm pretty, pretty confident with the Rams this week. 
I think that they can easily produce what they did last year with Jared Goff playing quarterback, but they've got an upgrade at quarterback this year. I can see them going crazy on offense and having a lot of yards and scoring a lot of points. So uh, plus one and a half. I've got that little bit of cushion if the Bucks do get over the line late, but uh, I think it's going to be close either way. So, uh, yeah, I think the Rams win, and I've got them at plus one and a half. Beautiful. Love it, mate. All right. Last but not least, four for four. Let's make it five for five. What have you got? Yeah, I'm going the Minnesota Vikings at plus one and a half. Um, I really think the Vikings are winning this week. I think their offensive profile is so similar to the Tennessee Titans offense who gave the Seahawks a world of trouble last week. And it's their first home game. They really struggled in the first two weeks, but they're coming home. They're going to be desperate to get on the board. Uh, I think the loss last week is really going to flatten Seattle. And yeah, I can see the Vikings coming out and winning this game. So plus one and a half. Yes, please. Like the fact you've gone a couple underdogs there, mate, and I feel like you're going to be back at your best. And because you're releasing yours first, no chance that you're copying the man that gets paid millions. TD, what do you reckon about Smithy's picks there? Yeah. Um, Ooh, oh, as no. always. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. no I, I think they're, they're pretty good picks. Um, it's just it always is funny um, when it, it feels like a team should cover the line pretty easily. Same with the overs. It, it, it's hard to, to happen, especially when you um, could have a touchdown late that, that absolutely just has no um, bearing on the game, but it just one of those backdoor covers which you really hate. Um, I think that Panthers one, that, that is an absolute block, I think. Um, out of all of them, I think that would be my favourite one. I don't think um, the Texans will have... Uh, I don't think they'll be able to score enough points to get within, what is it, 7.5. So that's probably my favourite one there. Yeah, beautiful. I like it. All right, we're back on top. Fellas, um, we ripped the piss. Uh, Fingers crossed all of our amazing listeners who are just helping us uh, rocket along when it comes to listens and downloads. So thank you all so much. Get in contact with us via social media, uh, Teddies and Threes podcast on Facebook and Twitter, Teddies and Threes underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, make sure it is a capital P in both of those. We had someone message in um, saying that they couldn't get a hold of us, but for some reason it's becoming case sensitive, especially on Twitter. So make sure the P in podcast is a capital letter. Don't ask me why I don't run Twitter. Um, fingers crossed. You've had uh, a few laughs, a few insights. Um, we're just three passionate NFL fans who like taking the piss out of each other a little bit out of life and we don't take it too seriously, but we love this damn sport. So TD, been amazing again, mate. Fingers crossed you bounce back. Fingers crossed you Cowboys get up, and we'll see you for the review. Yeah, I'm sure I will bounce back. Um, been fun. I'm looking forward to the week three games, and obviously, like I said at the start, learning a little bit more about these teams. So, yeah, can't wait to get stuck into uh, reviewing these games. Yeah, beautiful. Love it. All right, Smithy, you're going to sign us off, but it's been a pleasure, mate. Uh, fingers crossed your certs bounce back because I'm sick of eating ramen noodles, but you can sign us off, but it's been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Hoping to bounce back and have a big weekend. Uh, TD, you've been amazing as always. Go Cowboys. Daz, thanks for steering the ship, the captain of the show. You've done a great job, mate. Um, I don't think it'll be pretty for your Dolphins, but maybe just ignore that. And hopefully I can bounce back with the tipping and Smithy certs. 
It's been a pleasure. Can't wait for week three action. But most importantly, stay safe, everyone. 